Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Rundown, where we talk about 2A news and conservative views. I will be your host today, Craig Deleuze, coming at you from the West Coast, the Left Coast, behind the Iron Curtain, otherwise known as the Sierras. But as we all know, I do not do this program by myself. That's right. My name is Mike Pirowarski, coming to you live from the East Coast. That's the coast with the most from the co-host with the most here on The Rundown. 2A views, conservative news, and... uh Craig, I know it's a toss-up. Is this Thirsty Thursday or Throat Punch Thursday? I'll let you decide. Well, normally we would refer to this as Throat Punch Thursday, but today, well, today that ain't going to work. Today today we're not going to be right. Throat Punch Thursday because we don't have a guest with us, but we got a lot of crazy, crazy stuff to talk about. Crazy. Wild and Crazy. Cats and dogs living together. Mass hysteria. Yeah, it is. Wow. All I all I all I could say is, wow, where things are at right now. It's uh fun stuff, fun stuff, fun times. But uh before we get into that, Mike, why don't we take a moment and uh give a shout out to our sponsors? We should do that. So let's say hey to our good friends at Hitman Industries. That's hitmanindustries.net, hitmanindustries.net. You got yourself an AR in the past five years, probably got one of their rifles, don't even know it, or one of their barrels in your rifle, don't even know it. Now you can get uh, barrels from them direct. You could put a new barrel in your current AR or get a barrel for your next AR build. That's hitmanindustries.net. California Republican Assembly fighting a good fight behind enemy lines. Now you can take part in California's future today. Don't forget to keep your eye on the California 6th Congressional District race. Uh, if you want some awesome tactical concealed holster get your butt over to hogholsters.com that's h-a-w-g holsters.com hogholsters.com give them the discount code the rundown it's all one word no spaces all caps get yourself a nice little discount on an awesome concealed tactical holster if you're looking for some gear to go camping with hiking with go play paintball with whatever it happens to be go on over to uscombatgear.com and tell them we said hey that's right, folks. These are our sponsors. They bring us to you so that we can bring you to them. So do us a favor. Do yourself a favor. Visit them. All you got to do is follow the links in the description to this program. Check them out. Spend some money with them. And make sure you tell them that it was the guys over at The Rundown that sent you. Also want to encourage you, if you haven't already done so, please make sure you like, share, and subscribe. Like, share, and subscribe. Tell your friends to do the same. This is the place where these sorts of conversations are taking place. Uh, we're just having a good time talking about complicated, sometimes complicated issues, but we're talking about them from an everyday person's perspective. Although, you know, some of this stuff we deal with on the regular. So we have an opportunity to kind of enlighten you or at the very least entertain you. We try to be anyway. That's, that's the goal. Informative and entertaining. Infotainment. That be us. There we go. That's it. <laughs> All right, we're going to lead off today with, uh, well, we're going to lead off with the Supreme Court. Uh, a, just this morning, the Supreme Court has ruled that race-based admissions to universities, and specifically University of, uh, University of uh, North Carolina, as well as Harvard University, uh, has been struck down. In other words, they're saying that you are not, no longer allowed to consider race uh, or basically provide race-based preferences. Now, to me, this is kind of a no-brainer because as we have in our 14th Amendment, the, the, uh, uh, the uh, uh, Equal Protection Clause, 
Uh, it basically says right there that, yeah, you're not supposed to discriminate on anyone based on race. We're all supposed to be treated uh, equally. Uh, but for some reason, folks like, oh, I don't know, the Democratic Party, uh, President Joe Biden, seem insistent on the idea that we need to discriminate against folks based on race. In other words, if you are Asian, uh, you well, you should be go to the back of the line because, you know, you're overrepresented at uh, at many of our colleges and colleges and universities. If you are white, you need to go to the back of the line because you are overrepresented. Not because you're not deserving, not because you didn't get good grades, not because you didn't get good test scores, but because of the color of your skin, not the content of your character, which, you know, you studied, you worked hard in order to get there. Uh, you, you proved that you mastered the information. No, you're just the wrong race. So therefore, you get to go to the end of the line. That's pretty much what Joe Biden says here. He says, President Joe Biden on Thursday blasted the Supreme Court ruling, setting new limits on affirmative action as a severe disappointment, saying that saying we cannot let this decision be the last word. The court has uh, effectively ended affirmative action in college admission, and I strongly, strongly disagree with the court's decision. Biden said, adding that the court has once again walked away from decades of precedent. And you know, Mike, what I'll say to him is this, is that if he disagrees with the president, with the Supreme Court, it's probably pretty good because he's a dumbass. Yeah, listen, the the president, this administration, you know, uh, the 44th administration, Obama's uh, administration, this was, uh, you know, pandering, pandering to, and and, uh, listen, I'm sorry, the Obama administration uh, uh, stirred up more racial controversy uh, to try and and get that uh, that on his his side. Um, Craig, I absolutely understood uh, and understand the reason we had affirmative action, and I lived through it, uh, and 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 was a uh, unfortunately someone who was a victim to affirmative action, uh, you know, a couple of times because you and I happened to grow up uh, into adulthood during that period. What's affirmative action, folks? Listen, and we know, Craig, you also cited the Fourteenth Amendment, and the Fourteenth Amendment has been around a very long time. Uh, unfortunately. Uh, it was not paid attention to. We had slavery, right? We had Jim Crow laws. We had oppression for many, many years. And then the courts gave us affirmative action to attempt to level the playing field. So rather than just wait, you know, 50 years, 75 years for things to get to normal, affirmative action sped it up, le- tried to uh, uh, level the playing field quicker than normal. And it did. All right. And it's done so. And now it's over. It's no longer needed. And the problem that with the Democrat Party, with the, with this administration, is they continue to say they need affirmative action because, again, pandering to the vote, they want the vote from the African American group. And we also see, Craig, you'll see certain African Americans out there complaining about affirmative actions racist when you get rid of it. Well, these are people that no longer not like they no longer uh, enjoy not having an advantage. Now they're on a level playing field, and that's not fair to them because they're used to growing up with an advantage. Well, but Mike, here's the thing. This is what makes it even worse. See, initially, affirmative action, when it was started, was about recognizing that there had been historic racism and then trying to be proactive in trying to stem against that. And they specifically said it had nothing to do with quotas. They were not going to institute quotas. The goal was to institute programs to say, okay, let's see if we can improve things. 
when things weren't improving based on the programs that they instituted, they then they decided, well, now we're just going to put in quotas. We're going to say, well, certain percentage of this race, certain percentage of this race, certain percentage of this race. Yeah, and and, right, and right. It, it, so that was the first thing. But then here's what wound up happening. It wound up not working because what would happen is, is that you would have highly qualified folks and then you would have folks who maybe weren't as qualified. In some cases, they were able to be successful because maybe they weren't the top of their class, but they were able to be, they were able to make it out of Stanford or a Harvard. But then you had folks who clearly were not ready to be at Stanford or Harvard. And you admitted them anyway because they fell into that percentile based on their race. And what you did was that's you set them up to fail because they were not prepared to be there at Harvard, at Yale, at Stanford. They wound up eventually dropping out of school and never going back. Now, these are also students who, if they had maybe gotten into a, a University of Southern Florida or Univer or California State University, they probably would have been able to be successful and graduate from college, right? There are some people who got into Sacramento State University or University of South Florida who probably should have gone to community college first, right? You're setting yeah. people up for failure by putting them in a position that they're not ready to, 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 to achieve. At. Imagine if you took a 154-pound uh six five foot five foot five guy and then said okay we're gonna put you on an nfl team in order to meet an affirmative action quota now what are the chances that that individual is going to be successful in the nfl uh given uh given the fact that they don't have any of the attributes any of the preparation really necessary to be successful in, as a professional football player yeah, no, I, I agreed. A good, a good example, um, and and I, uh, I think it goes it goes beyond, and it's it's a good example. But you know, it's it's hard to judge, you know, mental capacity and and, and racism. But yes, it's it's there should be a set of standards, uh, you know, that makes the decision whether or not you gain entry, whether or not you get a job, uh, and that's it. And again, I, I absolutely agree, and and I believe we needed affirmative action the way it was designed to be. And what we ended up with Craig was a good idea, but bad execution. Oh, most definitely. And you wound up, you wound up harming and oftentimes the very same people that they claimed that they wanted to help or support, they wound up harming them. Uh, and, and, and that's happened by the way, across the board in many, many, many different areas, whether it's hiring, whether it's access to universities, because here's what we found in California. We ended affirmative action with proposition 209 and yes, you did see admissions uh, to universities uh, amongst black and brown students did go down. But it's one, it's since gone back up. And by the way, part of that is also because the app, the number of people who were applying actually went down. But here's the interesting right. thing, Mike. Guess what? Guess what went up during that time? Graduation, Graduation rates. rates. That's right. Yeah. More and more African-American, more and more black, more and more Latino students are actually graduating from the from these universities, from California State University and from the from uh, 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 the, the California UC system, uh, because guess what? They were actually prepared to be there because they didn't get on there. They didn't get there based on the color of their skin. They got there based on the work that they had done in preparing themselves to be in college. 
And by the way, well, I remember this administration, yeah. the Obama administration and, and, and many of the Democrat administrations before they didn't care if you graduated. They just wanted you happy with the affirmative action program that they put in place. So you'd vote for them. I'll give you an example. When I went when I first went to Chico State, uh, there were about there were over like a hundred and some odd students who entered Chico State as freshmen when I started. Only eight of us graduated. As that that was how bad it was. Now, I would in later years I would I would work with a program where I actually tutored students, worked with students in, in various different math and statistics programs and workshops. And, you know, the sad part was, Mike, you had students who were, were very bright, were very intelligent, were very smart. And when I say not prepared to be there, I'll give you an example. They couldn't add, multiply, and divide fractions. Yeah. But they were admitted yeah. to a four-year university, and they were already behind. Uh, they didn't know how to write a basic five-paragraph essay, right, which is the staple yeah. of any class you're going to take at the university right. level. Um, right. I agree. There are disparities and we need to work on how we address those disparities. But you do so by improving the quality of education that you are providing uh, to these students. You deal with the underlying matters. The, the problem I have with some of this is, is that when the people on the left is, they want to act like race is the reason why uh so and so isn't getting jobs. So and other person isn't making isn't making as much money as an, as a person of another race. So and so isn't or is more likely to, to 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 go to jail or to not graduate. And and yeah. the problem is is that it's not the cause. It may be correlative, but it's not causative. And they want to ignore the actual causes, and they want to take the easy road and try and create equity. In other words, equity is forcing. When you can't create a quality of opportunity and you're not successful in, in doing that because you're, quite frankly, too lazy to do the hard work to, to actually make that happen, well, then you cheat and you just say, well, okay, well, we'll just put you at the front of the line. Even though we know that you're not off, your chances are you're not prepared to be there and that you won't stay there long because, uh, well, you know, you're not prepared to be there. Well, and you know, this is what we said when, you know, but Ketanji Brown got into the Supreme Court and they called her the best qualified African-American woman for the court. Well, and I think you and I made the example, but I go to the ER. I don't want the best qualified African-American heart surgeon. I want the best qualified heart surgeon. That's what I want. Yeah. And well, the other thing was, is so, so to uh, Sotomayor brought up the idea, well, you know that there are three African-American uh, justices here who got accepted, who came, who went to uh, I went to uh, uh, the top law schools, you know, Ivy League law schools based on affirmative action programs. Uh, uh, number one, um, let me just say this. Uh, two of the three, the very fact that you think that's a legitimate argument demonstrates that, <laughs> yeah, affirmative action yeah. doesn't work. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and, and then number three, if you, you can't say that about Clarence. Like Clarence Thomas was a phenomenal student from 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 what I have read, he was a very good student. Yeah. So I, I yeah. maybe economically or financially, it made a difference for him, but I doubt that it, I doubt that he needed it. I doubt that he needed economically. Well, I mean, uh, I remember, I remember, uh, um, you know, it, it, it um, uh, affirmative action wasn't about scholarships. It was about, you know, the, the ability to compete and get points ahead. It's kind of like when you go to work for the post office and you could say, oh, I claim veterans preference. 
guess what? You did something, so you get extra points on it. On the civil service exam, you get extra points, and that's what affirmative action did. It gave people more points for the examination process uh, than the, the same qualified person. Well, but 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 no, but see, but here, Mike. Now I'll tell you, and this is this is what some of that some of that did the affirmative action program did though. So I remember I got accepted. I, I got rejected to Chico State through the affirmative action program. I actually got accepted through straight admissions. So I didn't I wasn't going to participate in any of the EEOP, EOP or anything like that programs until I was told that there was grant money and I was paying my own way through school. It's like, oh, wait, there, there's grant money. So I, I get I get grant money. I get financial aid, additional financial aid if I go through the program. OK, yeah, I'll do that. But the point is now. I was not the only student who was of color who got accepted through regular admissions, didn't need to go through that program, but because, once again, paying my own way through school, decided to go through the program because, and that's, by the way, well, exactly, if you're wondering. Right, right. Yes, the, the, and I understand. I understand completely. I'm just The point I'm just making is that affirmative action does not equal scholarship paid college. No, it, was it just does the not. Opportunity to compete for the slot. You are yeah. you are one hundred percent you are one hundred percent correct. In fact, uh, the yeah. grants oftentimes that you get will be just enough so that you can't afford to go. <laughs> yep. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So anyway, it, it, folks, it's a it's an interesting decision. I, I haven't had a chance to read. Uh, I haven't had a chance to read uh, uh, all of the uh, uh, all of the opinions, uh, both either the dissenting. Uh, or the 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 uh, majority. Uh, I'm looking forward to reading it. And maybe when we do, maybe we'll come back and have a little bit more of a detailed discussion about it. All right. All right. Moving right along. Here we've got. Uh, oh, going on to. So we already talked about that. Oh, big win for religious freedom. So there was a case that was before the Supreme Court that had to do with a a package delivery guy or a mail delivery guy, and they wanted him to work on Sundays. And he went out of his way to try and, 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 and boy, basically just said, look, you have to make accommodations for my faith. And they went out of their way to try and force him to work on Sunday. Well, guess what? Supreme Court bolsters protections for workers who ask for religious accommodations. This is from the Associated Press. Uh, the Supreme Court on Thursday used, uh, used the case of Christian mail carrier who did not want to work Sundays to solidify protections for workers who ask for religious accommodations. In a unanimous decision, the justices made clear that workers who ask for accommodations, such as taking the Sabbath off, should have their requests honored unless employers show that doing so would result in substantial increase in costs for the business. I'm, I'm sorry, I just think this is fair i just i find it odd that this was something that actually had to go to the supreme court yeah and i'm not, and I'm not sure if it's it's just the, the fact that this accommodation is agreed upon um or setting the standard right there with with substantial increased costs you know you work at a five-man private company and you got hired to work weekends and then all of a sudden you can't work sunday because you have to go to church and you want to sue them over it and guess what uh one it was continued upon you working here that you had to work weekends and two you're one of three employees that are not ownership uh, and if we have to hire somebody else to work your sundays it's a substantial increased cost so it might be setting the standards for when it can be used not whether it's a valid argument well exactly because in this particular case the employer wasn't interested in making any accommodations they had other employees well what the real issue was was that they didn't want 
They felt like it was crea- it was unfair to the other employees because none of them asked for the religious exemption. So, yeah. I mean, if they had okay. every other employee who was like, okay, I'm, I, I'm, I need the Sabbath off, I need Sunday off, and nobody could work, well, then, then they would just have to say, yeah, no, sorry. But the other problem is they actually forced him to take this position where he had to deliver on Sundays. So the job he originally had, he didn't have to. They actually kind of forced him into the, forced him into uh, exactly. having to do that. Yeah. yeah. And listen, this is a, it's the post office. It's a pseudo government agency, right? So you know they, they they don't care. They just want you to do it. You know we 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 know the cancer that is government employees, right? And the, here's a guy who gets hired, right? Thinking, oh, the post office is closed on Sundays. That's a good time for me to go to church. When I go to church, this is a good job. It's a good fit. And then they change it on them, right? They they decide. We're going to, we're going to do it different now. It's this, the same to me, Craig, this is the same thing. If you tell a school teacher, we need you to come in on Sundays. It wasn't a deal. That's not how, that's not how this games works. You know, I, I, I want my religious exemption. You, I didn't need to claim it before because guess what? We have Sundays off to begin with, but now that you want me here, I'm claiming my religious exemption. Well, exactly. Cause I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't talk about a religious exemption before because I didn't have to work on Sundays. Now that you've changed right. the rules, uh, well, then yeah. you need to, there's more information that uh, you need in order to uh, yeah. determine whether or not I'm going to be working this yeah. Sunday. And, and you know the government supervisor response. Don't care. Next. Yeah, well, because ultimately they're not the ones that are being sued. It's the government that's being sued right. or that's going to foot the bill. Correct. So Typical yeah. government bureaucrat. Oh, speaking about government bureaucrats. Wow, we're just full of like good things happening in court. Uh, the California Department of Justice, who I will just say I have seen them embarrassed in court a few times. And usually what winds up happening is uh, a lot of times in California, our cases wind up actually not get going to court because or, or when they do go to court, the the the. The, the defendants or the California Department of Justice, the state is almost never, ever required to actually make their case. Oftentimes what will happen is they'll wind up throwing out the case, uh, throwing out or, or the, the judges will wind up siding with them even before they even have to present their case. Well, such is not the case in the case of the California Department or California Department of Justice uh, or Rob Bonta or, or Firearms Policy Coalition v. Rob Bonta. Uh, But basically, they're arguing over a bill, and I'll read it here. It says, yesterday, the United States Court of Appeals in the Ninth Circuit held oral arguments in two cases challenging California AB 2571, which bans the marketing of guns to minors. We have covered this this awful law before and how it impacted youth, youth youth shooting sports in California. The pretext for this law was Uvalde, that shining an exam- that shining example of law enforcement incompetence uh, was leveraged to go after the rights of citizens to keep uh, to keep arms uh, because of pure spite. Now, what's interesting here is that you see you see who the uh, who, who, who who the the the, the is posting about this, the people who are running this case, it's the Firearms Policy Coalition. Check them out at uh, firearmspolicy.org. But it says here, Judge Van Dyke asked California if it would be constitutional for the state to ban car advertisements uh, that are considered attractive to minors. California says, maybe. Hmm. 
I'll, full, I'll go a little further here. So the, the logical extension of going after the First Amendment in the context of guns is that you hollow out the First Amendment in its entirety. There is no getting around that. No ifs, no buts. When pressed by Judge uh, Lawrence Van Dyke, the state kept dodging and evading. So Mike, basically, and this is what I like about what FPC does, is they often try to pick cases where you have the Second Amendment is also now dealing with another amendment, in this case the First Amendment, that historically, by the courts, have had better protections, have had less wiggle room. And yes. they just nail on that other point, just nail on it. And anyway, it, it was just, it's phenomenal the way that they do it. And, they, and clearly the judge picked up on the point they were making. Yeah, absolutely, Craig. You know, the only the only real surprise here is that this wasn't Judge Saint Benitez uh, that 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 smacked them down. Um, that that's it. Uh, yeah, listen, FPC does a, a, a amazing work. We we know that, and we know that there's, I mean, an incredible amount of these these unconstitutional laws either uh, you know in 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 the uh, in the shoot or already on the books that people organizations like FPC would take down all that they could, but. It's a manpower thing, right? You can only raise so much money. You can only hire so many lawyers. You can only have so many court dates. So I hope to see them do many, many more. Oh, and by the way, folks, the way they do that, hint, 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 is for you to go to that firearmspolicy.org and, uh, and click the uh, uh, make a donation button if you want to see more things like this. Right. It, and by the way, so the whole point of this is they're saying, well, if you make guns attractive to kids, kids are going to want to buy them. But, but Mike, there's one problem with that. They can't legally buy guns. Yeah, kids can't buy guns. Right. Yeah, and and they're specifically an issue, right? going after the 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 was it the JR platform or the JR fifteen, which is basically a reduced size, reduced platform uh, AR, and it's made to make it easier for for kids or smaller stature adults uh, to be able to utilize a firearm. Now, what gets right. me is um, how that's how kids learn firearm safety. You teach them by showing them the firearm, allowing them to shoot the firearm. Once again, incomplete yep. with complete, you know, appropriate, pro hopefully professional, but with super with uh, adult supervision, right? Yep. But they don't want anything. They don't want any. They don't want the gun to be like different colors, right? That little thing like that. Like you know how this. You know how, how, how the, some of the young ladies and some of those pink pistols like their pink pistols, or their pink and green right. ARs or whatever. Well, nope, they don't want that. They don't want them because they look too cool and kids are going to want them. Yep, that, that's it. Listen, it's uh, the, the argument worked with with Joe Camel, right? When when they did that, uh, you know, because cartoons attract kids and kids want cigarettes. And I thought maybe this had a chance of being a, an actual battle, an actual fight, because they said, uh, you know, well, uh, you know, kids are not old enough to buy cigarettes. Uh, and they said, well, yeah, but they do. So I'm like, well. Yeah, it's a different standard of background check, obviously. It's not just checking an ID to see how old you are or not checking an ID to see how old you are. So it's good to see. It's good to see the first and second standing against, uh, or standing up uh, um, together, you know, in this fight. And I just hats off to FPC again for the incredible job they do. You know, that would be interesting, though, if you had to file for a background check in order to buy a pack of cigarettes. I, uh, you know, uh, I, I don't, I don't hold it uh, uh, above them. You know, I bet they, I bet they I, will I would at not some put, point. I would not put that past them. The only thing though is, yep, yep. is that so much tax money goes into their programs from cigarette sales. They, they may be afraid that they would uh, reduce cigarette sales too much. 
Oh, I'm sorry. Did well, I just if they, the they're cat, really concerned about, the if they're really concerned about health, if they're really concerned about health, then that's what they would do. But they're not. They want no, insurance companies to make not. money. They're concerned with telling you how to live your life. Yep. Yep. Oh, you know, another good news. This is we're just full of good news today. I gotta tell you, this is just phenomenal. So right now the GOP is having an internal battle. And the internal battle, well, it's not over some of the stuff that you would normally think. This time the internal battle is, well, who are we going to impeach first? That's right. They hear the story over at the Hill. GOP is divided on first impeachment target. The growing zeal amongst Republicans to, to launch impeachment proceedings has hit early an early snag. There is no agreement on which Biden administration figure to target. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy this week threw his support behind a possible impeachment inquiry into Attorney General Merrick Garland, just days after the GOP conference sparred internally over a resolution from Representative Lauren Boebert to impeach President Biden. And, and a possible Biden impeachment came on the heels of an announcement from House Homeland Security Committee uh, Chairman Mark Green, Republican from Tennessee, that the panel would kick off a formal investigation of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas and proceed with an impeachment inquiry. Um, Mike, it sounds like they're suffering from uh, a, a, an abundance of an abundance of riches, meaning uh, they got they got a bunch of idiots that they now get to impeach. Yes, you know, and I'm surprised. Honestly, it's taken this long. How long has the uh, has the House been uh, you know Republican controlled now? It's it's we're in our what seventh month of it. Um, why did this take so long? Why wasn't this the first day? But you know, I I guess they had uh, maybe they had Sundays off, Craig. Maybe they should claim religious accommodation. Well, no, Mike. I, and here's here's what I say. The one thing I will say is is that they they are sticking to process. The process is first you make the case. You have the hearings showing that these folks are incompetent, showing that they are corrupt. Now that we've now that we've now shown the public has now seen the information and the evidence that they are incompetent and they are corrupt. Uh, now it's and they've had a chance to answer for it. They've had a chance to come before Congress and say what's up. And they either haven't or they just got up there and lied. Well, now it's time to take it to the next level, which is the official uh, the official, official impeachment process. I think that's the way you do it. You notice what they did with, with, with uh, Trump was there was no process. Of course, then again, there was no evidence. There was no real argument against. There was no yeah. real reason or any real reason why they really had other than the fact that he, he orange man make mean tweets. Yeah, listen, but the, you know this is this is what we know. We know that the conservatives, we know that the Republicans are going to, uh, you know, perform under the rule of law, make decisions under the rule of law, as opposed to the liberals, and it's going to be knee-jerk and emotional responses, and they're going to rule under uh, emotion. Um, it's why we have your, uh, your 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 California case, right? Your your bill there out of California, another emotional knee-jerk law that was created. Uh, same way, when oh, we got to go after Trump, our, our Trump derangement system is so bad, we got to go after Trump. We're not going to have an investigation. We're just going to impeach him. Uh, okay, great. But then they had the hearings afterwards. That was kind of strange, but all right. <laughs> well, and you know, Mike, ultimately this is, even if they have the impeachment, it's going to do the same exact thing that happened with, with Trump yeah. in that the Senate is not in a position where they have 
uh, 60 votes for cloture in order to actually impeach either of these individuals. But I think, once again, officially putting this information in the record of what has gone on. And once again, they've now, they can't, they can honestly say they've had an investigation or they're putting on an investigation. Uh, and, 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 I'm all I'm all for this. Let's let's see them impeach somebody. Yes. Listen, we know the Senate's not going to approve it. We know they're going to vote it down. Right. Let's see them. Let's 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 show them what court looks like as opposed to the kangaroo court they put us through at season one and season two of the January six riots. <laughs> season one and season two of the January six rackets. Ah, <laughs> oh, good stuff, good stuff. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see which ones come up first. Uh, ultimately. Uh, Biden may be in trouble because I think a lot of the stuff that's coming out because, dude, right now when Vox is writing about the 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 Biden crime family, you know the the, the cat is out of the bag. Yes, yeah, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see who gets uh, you know, which squeaking wheel gets the grease first. You know. Yes, we shall. Yes, we shall. And that brings us to our parting shots, brought to you by Hog Holsters. Uh, you can find them at hogholsters.com. Go there, get your Hog Holster today. Make sure you use discount code The Rundown, all caps, no spaces. Get your Hog Holster today. All right, let's see. What do we have here? Oh, we've got a bunch of different things here, uh, a bunch of different interesting ones to show you. Uh, not that one, not that one. Oh, there we go. Bam. We're going to go with that one. Okay. Our first one, once again, speaking of, uh, you know, speaking of, uh, of, of impeachment, uh, here's right. one. So here you've got Biden sitting behind his desk saying, none of these, none of this touches me. You see that his, his Hunter's WhatsApp messages uh, are floating all around him and he's got this flimsy little DOJ umbrella. I believe those were known as Richard pictures. Those were known as Richard pictures. Richard pictures. <laughs> All right. This next one. Well, I like this one because it. I, I think it exposes a uh, something that I like to say is is one of the greatest flaws that we have uh, overall with our uh, with our tax policy. Pull this up here. Okay, and it says the biggest scam in life. Paying taxes on money you make, taxes on money you spend, and taxes on things you own that you already pay taxes on with already taxed money. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And we could add about 20 more things into that as well that uh, there's ways to, to tax them. Oh, now you own it. You have to register it. Oh, here's another tax. Oh, Oh, you want to sell it? Uh, more tax again when you resell it. Uh, you, you know, oh, you, oh, no, you no. Passed away. You, you want to give it relatives? to your kids when you oh, die? Well, tax. then there's an inheritance tax. Yep, yep, exactly right. Yep. Tax you coming and going multiple times, multiple times. But, you know, yep. these are the same people, Mike, who who, uh, who have bought into Bidenomics. You know, yeah. Democrats and the economy. <laughs> you want to describe yep. this one for the for the folks who are listening? There's a really cute yellow lab there, and he's being walked by a blind man, and that's the Democrat and the economy. He's blind. He is blind, see except they, 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 I guess that uh, that's supposed to be the president is the seeing eye dog, except he's old and decrepit and kid doesn't know where he's going. That's normal then, yeah. 
Yeah. Normally, man, I would not. I, normally, I would be very skeptical about describing someone who is older, uh, of an elder generation or an octanarian, as old and decrepit. But I think President Biden qualifies as old and decrepit. Yeah, yeah. he's he's a cuckoo for cocoa puffs. He's so loop de loops. Yep. There you go. There you go. All right, it's about that time for us to call it a day. But before we do, got to give that uh, final shout out to our sponsors. Hitmanindustries.net, hitmanindustries.net. Any caliber rifle or pistol barrel you could think of in any length, they've got available and coming soon, Glock barrels. That's hitmanindustries.net. California Republican Assembly fighting a good fight behind enemy lines. Now you can take part in California's future today. Make sure you watch the California 6th Congressional Race as well. And, of course, if you want some awesome outdoor gear, outdoor gear, hiking gear, sporting gear, combat gear, whatever it happens to be, Get on over to uscombatgear.com. That's right, folks. Please take a moment, visit our sponsors, and let them know that the guys over at the Rundown sent you. And with that, we're uh, we're done for the day. So we appreciate you tuning in. We appreciate you liking, yeah, yeah. sharing the program, and we telling out. your friends about us. Yeah, yeah. We will be back tomorrow on Free to Back Friday. Y'all take care, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow.